Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Well, go, baby, go, baby. Hey everybody, welcome to a very special bonus episode of Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. It's not that special. I like. It's not like we're like sending out like a statuette with it. No, it's special. It's not like a collector's edition. Okay, first of all, it's Wednesday. We've never recorded on a Wednesday. Uh, that could be true. I don't know. It's true. Okay. So that already makes it special. And we haven't recorded on a Wednesday because... I like to procrastinate. If we recorded every week on a Wednesday for me to put up Sunday night, <laughs> wouldn't do it. This would never happen. We've certainly never posted an episode on a Wednesday. That's very true. I mean, this is what most people will be hearing this on Thursday. Yeah. It's going to go up tonight after I go to a Writers Guild strike authorization meeting. Yeah. It's going to be a whole bunch of fun. Hey, thank you guys for ordering enough books to make us do this. Yeah, the, it, it was so, it was just so great. You guys are the best listeners. Uh, 
I like wonder if they are in, in life, you know, if they're like good listeners for their friends. <laughs> well, you're good podcast listeners. Yeah, they're great podcast listeners. Yeah. Uh, like, you remember have... when we set this challenge, Matt was like, I don't know. Well, it seemed dismal. The numbers at first, I was like, oh, no, because I feel I felt like we really pushed it. And then I was like, oh, not that many people ordered. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know if they can do this. And you were like, I have faith. I did have faith, and you guys proved me right. So thank you. Thanks for proving me wrong. And you guys sent in a lot of questions. You guys, we have twenty pages of emails. Granted, um, like four of those pages. Four are of those one pages are one URL. Are one long URL from the New York Times. Um, but it's uh, very impressive, and you guys. Obviously, I don't know if we're going to be able to get through all of them. In fact, I can't imagine we will. But the chances are. You got a little bit more ordering to do this week. Yep. And you can hit that magical number. I think we only need like 200 more books, right? Yeah. And you'll get 1,500 books and then you'll get a second bonus episode. Oh. Uh, imagine. Uh, just imagine. This is the... I mean, I don't even want to say it, but because like, I don't think it's really... I don't think 2,000 is... I think 2,000 is out of the question, but I'm just, I'm just going to say if we get to 2,000... <laughs> I might make Matt do some sort of like weird live thing. Yeah, I don't know where we would do that. Who would show up? No, not 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 IRL live, like live on the internet. Oh, like a Facebook live situation? Yeah, like something. We should do a Facebook live, post into, yeah. the, into the Facebook. That's group. what I mean. Like we do something. Oh, wow, guys. So, you hear that? Something could happen. But I, I don't know. It's Today's Wednesday. My book comes out on Tuesday. That's yeah. only six days for... Well, really, again, it's going up late tonight. Yeah, so, so it's, it's only five days, five days to, to get, get your shit to together. 2,000. So I, you know... But look. if you really think about it, it's not going to be this like extended wait where you pre-order the book and you're like, I'm never going to get it. Yeah. You pre-order the book. It comes out. It comes to your house on release day. Yeah, I, to- I, I totally understand the frustration of like a delayed gratification of pre-ordering. It's like annoying. You order something and you're like, oh, I guess I'll get this in like four months. But guess what? Now, if you order it, you'll get it in just a few days, which is a lot faster than a few months. <laughs> and those are my deep thoughts. Very deep thoughts. Uh, if you haven't listened to the Nerdist podcast this week, Dory Shafrir is the guest of the podcast. We had a great time. You guys will be privy to a lot of the information at the back half. We talk a lot about IVF. Some, uh, a lot of it you've heard before. Um, but it's interesting to hear Hardwick's reaction to such things. And... Uh, it's also a pretty long episode. It's one of the longer ones we've had in a while. People yeah. were people were kind of excited about yeah. that. Yeah. And the I mean the feedback I've seen on social media has been very positive. Agreed. I have not seen a negative yet, but you know. I'm sure now, one will now show that up. I've said that, yeah. they'll come <laughs> flooding in. Um uh be sure to check Dory out next week, April 26th. She's in Brooklyn April 25th. Nope. No. Nope. I got it wrong. April 26th. <sighs> I'm at Housing Works in Soho. Wednesday, April 26th. What time is that? That is at 7 p.m. Okay. Will I, imagine... I be out in time to watch the Goldbergs on ABC? Um, Hard to say. Probably not. I'm going to say, pro- like, you know what? There is a possibility that the actual discussion will be over by 8, because it's on 8, right? Yeah. Um, And you could, like, sneak out, and you don't have to stay for me to, like, sign the books and stuff. Where would I sneak to? A bar and say, hey, put on the Goldberg. (laughs) I wrote this one. (laughs) Um, That would be pretty funny, though. Um, And then 
Thursday, the 27th, I'm going to be at Powerhouse Arena in Brooklyn, which is in Dumbo. Mm-hmm. And that also starts at 7. Yep. And then Sunday afternoon, Sunday the 30th at 3 p.m., I'm going to be in Portland, Maine. Portland, Maine. At Print a Bookstore. Yeah. I am very curious to see how many people show up to this Portland, Maine event. I also am. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard from a listener from Maine. Oh, no, we have. We've heard from listeners from oh, Maine. Oh, we have? We definitely have, yeah. So all you listeners in Maine. Bring a friend. Bring a friend. Bring two friends. Um, Tell us where to get the best lobster roll. I, you know. Where I, do I get the best chowder? This is information I need from you, Mainanites. I love Maine. Mainers. And so I really Dory just, has a ridiculous sweatshirt that says, imagine, with the letters that spell Maine <laughs> larger than the other letters. Which I got at a really cute shop in Portland. Yep. It's a real... It's a real sweater. So I really love Maine, and I basically just wanted an excuse to be able to go to Maine for the day. So you asked for that to so be I, scheduled? Yes. Oh, boy. I hope they come through for you. Honey. I hope they come through. If not, it'll just be like a nice day in Maine. Boston, Newberry, Newberry Boston Street. Boston on Newberry Street on Monday, May 1st at 7 p.m. Um, my husband says he will be in attendance. Uh, yeah. Even though the Red Sox are going to be playing at that exact time. Oh my God. Steps away from the bookstore. Oh my goodness. <sighs> I'm going to try to probably... go to one of the, I'm going to try to go to one of the Red Sox games while I'm home. <laughs> Bo has decided to join in because the door. Oh my God. Hang on a second, everybody. <laughs> vamp. Vamp. What does that mean? Wow, now you guys have seen how Bo reacts to the doorbell ringing. We're back. Hey. Am I lower than I was? Uh, I'm lower. I can't tell. Matt's wearing a new baseball cap that this just arrived hat, in the mail. This hat was supposed to come while I was gone, and it came beforehand. Do you recognize this logo? Well, it's an R, so I'm thinking maybe it stands for Red Sox. Nope. It is the hat for the Rockford Peaches oh. in a league of their own. That's so cool. So, it's a wool hat. I got it on Amazon. Very excited about it. It's going to be beat to crap, but wearing the hat of my favorite team in the <laughs> All-American Girls Baseball League. Oh, I love it. Um, oh, so, so anyway, so yeah, Monday, May 1st at Trident Booksellers on Newbury Street, 7 p.m. Um, and then Thursday, May 4th, I will be in Los Angeles at Skylight Books at 7.30 p.m. That's true. So if you're around, come out. And then there's some more dates later in May, but I'll, well, we can announce those later. We can announce those dates later. Yeah. Maybe on the next bonus episode. What, what? If we get there. So, oh, and uh, watch watch the Goldbergs Wednesday night at 8 if you're not in New York and at Dory's Thing. Yeah, because Matt Myra wrote it. With Eric Weiner. It was, With Eric uh, Weiner. It's called Fonzie Scheme, guys. You'll recognize a little bit of it if you're a fan. Okay. Here bonus episode. So we asked for some questions. Some bonus episode type questions. And you guys made that happen. Too much so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first email first. Oh, also we should say we said you could ask us anything. Yeah, I was kind of hoping it would be yeah, off random. topic, but we'll see. I'm sure everyone like, you know, it's I a think topic that the people first find one important. Is, the first one is off topic. It is very short too, which I, li- I like this one. Hey Matt and Dory, I've been a fan of Matt since the Deep Blue Sea Yes episode of Phoebe. 
Wow, that's a that's a deep cut. <laughs> and I've since gone back to the beginning of Phoebe and Nerdist, and it is because of you that I found the indoor kids and you made it weird. Anyway, what will you do if your son or daughter likes Deep Blue Sea over Jaws? <laughs> that was the question that Mosier asked me. Of like, what if your kid liked Deep Blue Sea more than Jaws? I don't know what Deep Blue Sea is. It's a shark movie from the year, I want to guess, 2000, 2000 to 2002. Somewhere in that range. Mm. LL Cool J's in it. Sharks get real smart. Samuel Jackson. Oh. Tom Jane. You know what? It sounds like it was ahead of its time. Uh, it, uh, no, because it was a Jaws knockoff. It wasn't a very good one either but it you know if they liked it i would probably not be super happy i wouldn't understand what's happening i would assume that it was something to do with dory's dna wow yeah and then this person also adds if you would like to play star wars battlefront on ps4 gives his username to me come at me bro thank you very much key bladder i'm just using part of his username because he has no name on here Okay. Also, I assume it's a he. I think that's that a, a safe bet. I, I mean, don't know. You never know. But I don't want to make a generalization, guys. I, I hear you. Said it again. <laughs> Hi, Dory and Matt. First of all, I want to thank you for continuing to be transparent about your fertility journey and for helping me remove, sorry, for helping to remove the stigma that surrounds infertility. I'm on my third IVF cycle. Welcome. Transferring tomorrow, good luck. Hoping for better results than my first two failed. It's hard to even put into words how amazing the podcast has been in helping me stay positive and laugh along the way. Oh. My question for you is how you feel that doing the podcast and opening up this part of your lives to the public has had a negative or positive impact on you? Being part of the Facebook group, I've seen some of the judgmental and just plain rude things people have said to or about you guys. <laughs> this is happening a lot. No, this happened. There were a couple of things in the beginning, but uh, unless people are like hiding these comments from me. Oh, they could be. They could be. Guys, if they're hiding the comments from you, let us know. Uh, but it's also been a joy to see the positive things like how you've made an impact into someone else's journey. So I'm curious if you feel that the good outweighs the bad, or if you've ever felt frustrated enough to throw in the towel. For the record, I hope you never decide to stop and your podcast evolves as your family grows, but I can only imagine the added emotion that must come with sharing this part of your lives publicly. Anyway, thanks for the continued honesty. I'm sending all the prayers and good vibes for good results in your future. We're sending those right back at you. That's from Sarah. P.S. Sarah says, I've pre-ordered to start up a novel and i'm hoping to be able to attend dory's book signing in austin oh can't cool. wait that was one of the ones that i said we'd mention later may 17th might as well mention it now it's may 17th at book people 7 p.m i am excited for everybody so the question how do you feel that doing the podcast and opening up this part of our lives uh, to the public has had a negative or positive impact on us I feel like it's only had a positive impact. You don't feel that there's been any negativity whatsoever. Um, there's been like a few comments here and there, but like on the whole, I don't know what we'd do if we had to bottle all of this up. Yeah. It's been really, it's been a relief. Um, it has been for 
me i was reluctant to do it didn't want to do it mostly because i didn't think anyone would want to listen to it um and i just was like well why why i have to put that out there but it's the easiest podcast to do because i don't have to leave my house mm-hmm. um my wife's schedule is pretty flexible we seem mm-hmm. to be home around the same time mm-hmm. the only interruptions we ever have is Bo. Mm-hmm. uh and i've just had nothing but positive experiences in personally dealing with people who are also going through this mm-hmm. who have listened to the podcast um and i'm glad that i'm not i mean it just turned into a thing where when dory and i started talking about it socially amongst our friends we started finding people crawling out of the woodwork saying oh me too I went through this too." And you're like what really why haven't you said anything yeah so we were like well why don't we say something and hopefully that opens up a dialogue with people and it has opened up many dialogues. It has. Some 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 trialogues. Some quadrilogues. Oh boy. There we go. <laughs> Catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> hey Wait. Oh, is there more to that question? No, but don't I get to read any emails? You do, you like, but it's in front of me. Are you like designated email No, reader? not at all. You have a pleasant reading voice, please. I can't wait to hear this. Okay. You can barely hold it. It's so heavy. Correct. Hey, Dory. Hey, Matt. Longtime listener. Pre-ordered startup a novel on audible.com. Oh, that's another thing you can do. You can pre-order yeah. the, the, the book on audible. Go to audible.com forward slash Phoebe, F-E-A-B, and use the promo code Phoebe. Oh, I like that little cross promo here. That's right. Um, Okay. Something I've been wondering at various times during the podcast, but especially during episode 25, do you tell them, is, does it ever enter your minds that someday, 15 or so years down the road, your future children will come back and listen to these old podcasts concerning their conceptions? Have you ever hesitated to say anything, like during discussions about gender preference, because one piece of those embryos will be listening someday? How do you think you'll tell them about the podcast? Just something I've been wondering. Best of luck, Patrick Debin Dunning. I think that wait, our, this just came up. Who it just we, came up. I think we, we were talking, talking to? to each other. No. Yeah, we, I remember us we being were? in the car during this discussion. Oh, this was a car discussion. I think so. A date night car discussion. I thought someone else. Well, whatever. Anyway, we were we were recently talking about this, and we were sort of like, "Oh yeah." Hmm. <laughs> well, it is interesting to. <laughs> oh no! It was it was it was the Nerdist uh, oh, recording. I think was it. I think someone. What was his name? Chris's assistant, or whoever that was. Anton. What are you talking about? Aristotle. Aristotle. What's well, not Chris's assistant? He's one of our. Uh, he's one of the producers for the Nerdist. Okay, well, I didn't know who he was, but Aristotle's a good guy. He's recorded like, a lot of James Bond. I feel like Aristotle maybe asked it. Like before, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. The point is when it was brought up, I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, I hadn't really either. Um, also, now I feel bad for that boy. <laughs> that I'm like, oh, I want a girl. Yeah. You didn't want me. Ugh. Also, when am I going to tell them? I guarantee you they're going to look at our Wikipedia pages. Totally. But when do kids start exploring their parents' Wikipedia pages? <laughs> it's a question no society should have to answer i know i don't know it's uh i don't know i don't know what i think it'd be interesting i don't know how i would feel if i were a child and then i found this stuff on my parents 
Certainly now, I would love it if my parents had discussion, like had recorded discussions from the early 80s. Yeah. Like I'd be so fascinated to hear that. Yeah. And I think that that in and of itself is a gift we're giving to our children. Yeah, but I, I, I feel like I wouldn't want them to listen when they were small children because they wouldn't really understand No, they wouldn't understand how fucking endometrial lining yeah. is. So I want to be like open about it, but I don't want to really encourage them to listen until they're at an age where they can understand it and understand our rationale for doing it and appreciate it. Yeah. So when they're like 45... I think earlier, a little bit. Yeah. But 35? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Good Very question, good question, Patrick. Okay. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? <laughs> but they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. <laughs> That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, 
All I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Uh, hi, Matt, Dory, and Bo. Bo. A question for Matt. I've wanted to hear your opinion on this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Matt, have you seen the movie Force 10 from Navarone? What did you think? Directed by Guy Hamilton, starring Harrison Ford, Robert Shaw, Carl Weathers, Richard Keel. It's James Bond, Indiana Jones, Rocky, and Jaws, both Spielberg and Bond villain, all in one movie. I That sounds amazing, and I had no idea of its existence until this very email. <laughs> Carl Weathers. <laughs> Carl Weathers thrown in there. Robert Shaw, of course, who is uh, the uh, immortal Quint in jaws mm-hmm. he's also the bad guy in my favorite james bond movie from russia with love mm. you know harrison ford plays that hand solo guy and uh it's uh, that's crazy and carl weathers and carl weathers fucking apollo creed that's so, i'm gonna watch that movie now okay well the answer to that question is i haven't seen it and thank you for turning me on to it i can't wait to watch it okay and force matt gorley to watch it Oh, maybe you guys could do a special episode. Ooh. Ooh. Hi, Matt and Dory. I'm loving the podcast and you're easy back and forth. And now that I've begun and caught up to your episodes in the last few weeks, I'm anxiously waiting Monday morning so I can get the latest update on your IVF journey. Just a quick question. I wanted to ask about your plans for naming your baby. (laughs) I, like Dory, did not change my last name when I got married. Whenever we've discussed future children, specifically names, there's always the question of what the last name should be. My husband wants to hyphenate, but we have two very boring white names, and I don't care that much about passing on my family name, so I'm fine with giving them only my husband's name. I know Dory said on one episode your future baby had Matt's last name, but I don't know if that's really the case or just a joke she made. So what are you guys planning to do regarding your child, children's last name, best wishes to you both in all things, and especially in your science baby-making journey? Child children. Um... No, I think our kids are going to have Matt's last name. Uh, and the reason for that, I think, is that Dory comes from a family that is constructed like our family, where your mother did not take your father's last name. Correct. And you have your father's last name. Yeah. I mean, that's not the reason. I think it's an easier pill to swallow. <laughs> for you. For you. What are you taking a picture of? My hat. Oh. <laughs> uh, Matt is taking a selfie right now during the podcast. Um... Yeah, no, I wanted to keep my last name, but I don't really have qualms or issues with my kids having Matt's last name. And I name. think you don't because your name, uh, your brother's got that covered. You have, there's the Shafrir oh, there's name. A there's, a, name. A, there's a male yeah. Shafrir, so it will continue. It's a weird name, so there aren't too many of us. There's not a ton of Myras. That's true. Well, there are. Hmm. but yeah so i mean hyphenating dory doesn't have a middle name i don't i i i have like multiple names i don't love hyphenated last names it feels very 80s to me like i i feel like i knew a lot of kids growing up in uh, boston power suit children a lot of like sort of like liberal hippie parents who are now lawyers like those types of people all had hyphenated last names and often like a real mouthful well, and I just, it just feels mouthfully, uh, you know, and as someone who has two names that I have to always spell, it's like, 
How many names are you going to give a kid that they have to spell for everyone? <laughs> you know? Uh, like Shafrir Myra as a last name? That is just that that poor child. <laughs> well, I mean, we do, we have, we, you know, Shafrira. That's what we sort of yeah, call the house. That's true. Shafrira house. Yeah. So, and I think that was... Was that our pat? Was that our password for our wedding website, guys? That's our password for everything. Just kidding. It's it not. isn't. Um, I think it was our password for our wedding website, which does not exist anymore. It now is excellentadventure.com, excellentadventure.com which has no password. That's right. So here is a bit of a, a bit of a journey. This is a little bit of a lengthy email. Okay. Are you sure you want to read it? I don't know. We hadn't hadn't discussed this or gone through any of them. No, we hadn't. We just thought, you know what? Bonus episode, we're going to throw caution to the wind and we're just going to read the bonus episode questions because we promised you guys we would answer a lot of questions. I'm going to like mark things that I think are good regular episodes. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you do that? I'm going to write regular for that. Okay. Great. And then I will transpose that into my special podcast document. Peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Dory has a document. I just show up. (laughs) But Matt edits and produces the whole thing. Wow. Hi, Matt and Dory. Since you've been kind enough to create interesting facts about us listeners, to return the favor, here's some interesting fictional trivia about the podcast hosts. Oh, oh, I like this twist. Dory Shafrir recently met E.L. James and Stephanie Meyer at a party. Oh. <laughs> James and Meyer complimented start up a novel, and Dory graciously accepted the compliment without saying anything negative about Twilight or Fifty Shades. Wow. Okay. I will say I enjoyed Twilight, the book. Um, I have not attempted to read Fifty Shades. I did see them. I did see both of the movies. I read a page of Fifty Shades. It is supposed to be it's, the worst thing ever written. It's it's as a writer, <laughs> I'm saying this. Yes, it's not particularly beautiful literature. Sure, it's not. I mean, it was Twilight fanfic. It's crazy, right? That's like, so crazy. So fucking crazy. Uh. Matt Myra was cast alongside Jason Manzukis in the new Power Rangers movie. The duo played Krispy Kreme employees opposite Elizabeth Banks in a scene that was unfortunately cut from the final film. Aww. That is not so, like, far-fetched. <laughs> uh, we, love, we love Jason. And, uh, you know, Elizabeth's very good friends with our, with our friends. So and we she, hear lovely things. We went to the same college. You did. You and you and Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. Uh, when a podcast is being recorded, Bo can only think about how bad he wants to chew on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reading this. I can't wait to read Startup later this month. Aw, thank you. Mitchell, the aspiring race car driver. Oh, Mitchell. Hi again. That's really, that's, that was a great email. Right? I loved that twist. Me. Yeah. Uh, hi. It, wait, it also made me think of something, which is that we should get Bo a dog toy shaped like a microphone. Okay. We could do that. Wouldn't that be funny? That would be uh, very cute. Okay. Very, very cute for Bo. I'll see if that exists. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that you're on top of these okay. things. So this one is directed mostly towards Dory. Oh, okay. 
I am one of your not going through IVF listeners, but I think it is good to understand people's different life experiences. I'm also a dog person, and I love hearing about Bo. I pre-ordered Startup, and I'm excited to get it in a few weeks. Did I hear correctly in the previous episode that you're coming to Chicago for Printer's Row Lit Fest? If so, I will hopefully be able to make it. That's my birthday weekend. Aw. I love books and reading, and I may even suggest Startup for my book club. Do it. She yeah. loves that. We always vote on three books every month. It's very dramatic. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that seems high stakes. Uh, my question is book-related since I'm a book nerd. What are your thoughts on audiobooks? I like listening to them, but sometimes it feels like cheating. Listening to audiobooks or podcasts is a relaxing way for me to fall asleep, although I often have to go back and listen again because I fall asleep before the end. Mm. Also, how did you design the graphics slash logo for the podcast? That's from Liz. Hi, Liz. Um, so your first question, I am going to be at the Printer's Row Book Festival in Chicago which is the weekend of June 10th and 11th. I don't know exactly when I will be appearing or where that is TBD as far as I know, but yes, I will be there. So more info to come on that. I hope to see you there. Um, the second question was about audiobooks. Yes? It was. How do you feel about them? I have never successfully listened to an audiobook. You I, never successfully listened to an audiobook. Correct. Wow. I tried once uh-huh. and got real bored and turned it off uh-huh. and had to call Audible to cancel my subscription, which was a huge <laughs> pain in the ass. I have an Audible subscription. Big, big sponsor of podcasts. I love you, Audible. If I, if I listened to audiobooks, I would probably love Audible, but I just never got into it. The... I think that the I think that the audiobook that I might try that could turn me on to audiobooks is Leah Remini's Troublemaker, which everyone says is like the best audiobook. She reads it. Uh-huh. And I read the book in print, so I feel like that might be a good way in. Um, I could suggest a great one. Yeah. Steve Steve Martin reads his biography. Oh, he does? Born Standing Up. Yeah, I feel like maybe I could do like funny memoirs yeah, as for sure. Audiobooks. If the person is reading it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, I don't know. I just like, I think I tried to listen to a Raymond Chandler book. And yeah, it was I don't know that I like could listen. I've boring. never listened to a novel. Yeah. Well, I tried some Bosch. Oh, yeah. Titus Welliver reading. But I, you know, was doing it at the same. There's Whisper Sync on the Kindle, so when oh, I'm yeah. reading, I can then go in my car, listen, and then when I'm picking up my book, it's there. So it was like a tandem effort. Um, but I most of the books I listen to are like I listen to, you know, John Ronson's books, which mm-hmm, are essays, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I listen to poker books, mm-hmm. which are informational. Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of nonfiction. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to narrative podcasts and gotten into them. So presumably I could like follow a narrative, but the, the way that a book is written is so different from the way that like a narrative podcast is constructed. Like each episode of a narrative podcast has so much like dramatic tension and in a book that might not happen every like half hour. Yeah. It's not constructed to end in ass. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I've just never, I've never really gotten into audiobooks. Um, How did you approach a chapter of a book? What did you want to happen at the beginning and end of the chapter? Were you looking for some sort of 
story beat to just happen? Were you looking to oh, I, construct I it like a, I didn't I didn't get first of all I didn't get that far and second of all I never No, I'm talking about your own writing. Oh, I thought you got very far. You have I thought you meant, chapters. I thought you meant when I was listening to the audiobook. No. Um yeah, I I kind of constructed it so every chapter ended not on like a an insane cliffhanger, but like a note that you that would make you want to keep reading to find out what happens. Mm. Okay. Um also because my book is told through three different perspectives, like you and every chapter switches. So I kind of wanted people to be like, oh, well, she's leaving off on this guy's narrative. So I have to keep reading to find out what happens to him. Really stringing everybody along. Yeah, I really liked kind of figuring out how to string people along. It's great. Great job, honey. Thank you. Uh, but thank you, know, you. Uh, like all the feedback has been like, your book is such a page turner. So. It is. Uh, you burn right through that. So guys. I, you know, that was what I wanted to do. Uh, that was from Liz. Thank you, Liz. Thanks, Liz. See you in Chicago. Hey, Dory and Matt. Congrats on getting enough pre-orders to warrant a bonus episode. I'm a good podcast listener. Did my part by pre-ordering through a local indie bookstore. Excellent job. First of all, just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. I came across it on iTunes when we were about to start our first round of IVF, so I binge listened to the first 19 episodes, and I wish I had discovered it sooner. It's really helpful to hear the different stories of people's situations and outcomes. It prepares me a little for the for at least some of the possibilities. I know I certainly never thought I'd have to do IVF at 32, and then, of course, I assumed I'd only have to do it once. But hearing people have to go through many rounds is making me start to think about the process, uh, to think about and process that possibility early. In part because of this podcast, I'd be very open about our situation. I have... I would be very open about our situation with everyone. First, I wrote a long email to family and close friends explaining the decisions to move forward with IVF and that I would most likely not feel like myself for a while and may or may not want to talk about it. I also suggested they everyone Google what not to say to someone oh my God, I dealing love with that. infertility. That's awesome. <laughs> That's such a good idea. Yeah. A few weeks later, I also did a post on Facebook using one of those memes showing what making a baby looks like for other people, a couple in bed, versus what maybe look, baby looks like, making a baby looks like for me. Mountain of drugs and Leonardo DiCaprio just throwing $100 bills at <laughs> I got so many positive, supportive responses to both my email and my Facebook post that I actually look back and reread them often. That's very nice. Aww. The most special thing that came of going public, though, was that a close friend of mine actually sent me a private message to tell me that she has been struggling with infertility for a while now and felt so alone and ashamed and upset, Aww. but hasn't felt like she could tell anyone. But after seeing my post, she's thinking about starting to open up more. That's just That was just so touching to me, and I wanted to yell from the rooftops, you're not alone. And of course, I recommended this podcast to her. Thank you. The other thing I wanted to say is that I totally relate to your you do you mantra. In my life right now, that means I have to ignore the news. I have a lot of guilt about not keeping up with what's going on with uh, our government right now. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I literally get sick with anxiety, so I have to just completely cut out that part of my life while I try to focus on making this science baby. IVF is stressful enough. True. True that. Uh, we just completed our first cycle, did a fresh transfer, unfortunately got the news Friday that it did not work. Mm. Side note, getting the results was a bit of a debacle. <laughs> 
I had taken an at-home test that morning, and it was negative. What are you people doing? <laughs> so I was going in hoping that the home stick was wrong. <laughs> oh, boy. My husband and I planned to meet each other for lunch and listen to the voicemail together. Well, we met up and oh, sat in the parking nice. garage, and the voicemail just said, we have your results. Please call the office. Uh, I could think... Uh, uh, I got... It was about 12.30 on Friday, and the doctor's office closes at noon. I called back all the numbers I could get and left messages and ended up oh God, emailing so the nurse annoying. who I've been working with, but feared after wait until Monday for sure. After sobbing our eyes out, then collecting ourselves a bit, we went to lunch, and sure enough, they did end up calling me back. We were sitting in the cafe. That was a rough way to get the news, to mm. say the least. So we were obviously devastated and just still processing it all. We have another two frozen embryos, so trying to stay positive and hope for the best in the next try. Now... I had assumed we'd jump right into another cycle uh, to try a frozen transfer this month, but they need me to come in for a follow-up failed IVF appointment with my doctor. In quotes, failed IVF appointment. <laughs> I was hoping you could talk about what the timeline looks like for a frozen transfer. How do you decide on timing? Do you have to wait for the period for a uh, period and then go from there? I know everyone's protocols will be different, and certain drugs. Uh, but were there certain drugs you had to take before the transfer? I haven't done a ton of Googling yet, but what I found so far are just details about the transfer onward and not how long you have to wait to start when it all happens. Obviously, uh, I'll get real info from my doc when I see him, but, you know, more waiting is not what I want to do right now. Thanks again for the podcast. Emily in North Carolina. Um, thank you for that email. And I'm glad the podcast has been so helpful to you and, and hopefully your friend. Um in terms of the procedure pre-transfer, yeah, you go in when you get your period. They put you on, or I'll just say what they did for me. They put me on estrogen. Um, first, they tried patches, and then they decided that my estrogen level wasn't rising fast enough. So they put me on estrogen pills, which seemed to work. And then after 10 days, I don't remember exactly how many days, um, they add progesterone to the mix. Mm -hmm. And for those, you can do shots or some doctors prescribe suppositories. And for me, they prescribe shots. Up your butt. No, up your vag. Up your vag. <laughs> well, normally a suppository. Well, I guess like, for boys, up your butt. That's where it goes. Yeah, but for ladies, we're putting them in our vages. Ew. I said vag. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah so i did the shots i hated the shots they're a super long needle they go in your backside it's hard to do really hard to do yourself um there's some episode where i describe like a mishap where i bent the needle <laughs> and couldn't like it was bad um I so a great time in i Vegas. think the next transfer we do i will ask for the suppositories really yes interesting um but they know how you react to the injection yeah but like you're a person who estrogen patches didn't work on right so i'm so wondering saying, i'm saying maybe you stick with what at least they have a baseline for yeah well i'll talk to dr beck about all it. all right i'm not a doctor um and then on like I think it's like the fifth or sixth day of progesterone. They do the transfer and then you have to keep doing the progesterone shots for another 10 days until your pregnancy test. Um, 
which is like, ugh. <laughs> that is a real drag. It is. Because you don't know if you're pregnant. You're like, I might just be doing this for no reason, but you have to keep doing it. And, you know, your nurse scares you with like horror stories of people who took pregnancy tests early and got a negative. And so they stopped doing the progesterone shots. And then it turned out they were pregnant. And then they lost the baby because they stopped taking their progesterone shots. And it's like, is that apocryphal? Maybe. But they certainly like scared me. So yeah. I was like, okay, I can't stop doing these. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was the procedure for the transfer. It's a, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, hi, Dory and Matt. I love the pod and I'm stoked for your book, Dory and the bonus episode. I'm one of your listeners currently not trying to conceive. I just enjoy you guys, uh, your guys' back and forth as you share your story. I have a problem though. My mother. Oh boy. She means well, but she's driving me and my boyfriend crazy. My boyfriend and I have been together for three and a half years and plan to get married next year. Every time I see my mom, she brings up the wedding. Note, we are not even engaged yet. And almost always ask when we'll start to have children. I'm 31. My boyfriend is 33. She always reminds me that I'm not getting any younger and she worries about our fertility. I have a relative who was not able to conceive after trying IVF many times. They're now adopting. This has terrified my mom to the point where she stresses over the health of my eggs and my boyfriend's sperm. We want a child, but not for a few more years. Our plan is to start trying in the next two to three years. We know we only want one child. If we're having trouble conceiving, we're open to adoption. My boyfriend was adopted. Can I do or say anything to my mother to calm her down? She has hap- six happy and healthy grandchildren already, which I already always reminded her when she brings up the babies up, but still putting the pressure on more and more. I think this is mostly because she doesn't want to see us struggle with infertility, but we won't know if there's a, if there are issues until we're ready to start trying. Any words of wisdom you can pass on to us to deal with this annoyance would be greatly appreciated. Thank you for your, uh, thank you and best of luck in your journey, Brittany. So, how to get a mother? I will tell. I will say something that I have learned about dealing with parents, uh-huh. which is they don't pick up on hints very easily. You have to be. That's because ex- they think they still know what's best. You have to be extremely clear with them, and on, then and only then will they change their behavior so you're saying that maybe britney has not laid it down enough britney does not say that she has laid it down she says she says she has said to her mom you have six healthy you know grandchildren but that's that is the only thing she says that she has directly said to her mom and so her mom probably doesn't realize like how deeply annoying this is yeah um so Brittany, if i were you as nicely as possible i would say to your mom i would lay it out for her and say you know my boyfriend and i have talked about it here's our plan we we we're going to start trying in two to three years we only want to have one kid we're open to adopting if if we're not able to conceive and mom uh it's really stressful that you keep bringing this up and it gives me a lot of anxiety and I feel like it's harming our relationship. And I'm just going to ask you that you not mention it again. Put your foot down. That's kind of like, that's step number one. You've like laid it out there super clearly. 
And then if she does it again, then I think you you can start with the sort of like ultimatums, which like you don't want to go to immediately. But I think that if she persists when you've laid it down, then you can say, mom, I'm so sorry, but I really don't think I can have a conversation with you at all because you keep mentioning this. Oh, shit. Like, you need to make it clear that this is not an acceptable topic of conversation with with you. And if she's not willing to adhere to that, then, like, at least for the time being, you got to cut it off. And I feel like your mom, sounds like your mom, is you and your mom are pretty close, and I'm sure she doesn't want that to happen. So hopefully she will do this. And, like, look, maybe this will open up some conversation. And even if she... Even if, like you said, like this is coming from the, a place of good intentions, it's like not helping. <laughs> and she needs to understand that. Good advice. I think you have better advice from a mother-daughter perspective than I do. Okay. So I'm going to let you field that. All right. Um, I want to read the next email. You can. It's Should I not? I mean, if I just wouldn't read the link out loud. Oh. It's five pages long. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's this link used all of our blue ink. Um, okay. Hey, Matt and Dory. I'm not sure if it's too late for a bonus episode suggestion. It's not. But I'm seeing a lot of chatter on the Facebook page as well as other IVF pages I follow about donor eggs. We're in the process of signing up for an assured plan, frozen eggs, through Donor Egg Bank USA and think an episode with a couple who has gone through it and one who's about to would be of interest to a lot of folks either using egg donors or considering it thinking something along the lines of the been there segment on NPR. And then she gives a link. Um, I honestly never thought we'd get to this point, but after a miscarriage last year from a quote, natural pregnancy and two failed IVF cycles at 43, it's our best option. Mm. I just wish I'd spent more time investigating it as an option sooner as we're now back to moving at a thousand miles per hour to educate ourselves, get all of our testing done and get signed up so we can start as soon as possible. Also wanted to make sure you saw this on the Facebook group, a New York Times article on donor eggs. And then she gives a link to the article, which somehow turned into a five-page link. Uh, happy Passover and Easter, Molly. Um, yeah, we, uh, you know, the episode with Matt, Mar- bleh, the episodes with Mark and Chris, uh, they use donor eggs, but we can certainly do more episodes with people using donor eggs. Yeah. I mean, it also might be interesting to talk to a woman who... Has donated her eggs. uh, No, I was going to say a woman who has tried IVF using her own eggs and has now come to the decision to use donor eggs. Mm. Or someone who did that and kind of what the result of that was. Interesting. Um, Okay. Another email. Hi, Matt and Dory. Hi. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, Matt. I'm yet another one of your listeners who is neither looking to start a family, nor am I currently undergoing IVF. We love you. We love you, listeners. (laughs) I'm just here to support you in your journey, enjoying the company of your voices, and laughing at Bo's antics. He does have a lot of antics. He does. He does. He acts up sometimes. While listening to the podcast, I hear that a lot of people come to this podcast because they are previous fans of Matt's. I'm going to go against the grain and say that I was actually familiar with Dory. Yay. Prior to becoming a listener to the podcast, a month ago when I stumbled upon your podcast on iTunes, I was instantly intrigued by your cover art. 
When Dory mentioned she worked at BuzzFeed, that is when I recognized her name from her articles on book recommendations. With that in mind, I'll go ahead and pre-order Startup a Novel since it is so highly recommended on this podcast, and I've enjoyed her recommendations in the past. I had no idea what the excellent adventure would be about, but now I'm hooked. I binge listened to all the episodes in a week and can't wait to continue the journey with you. You guys are so refreshing to listen to, and I know one day you'll be amazing parents. Now, here is my question for you. What are your favorite songs? Whoa. P.S. Come to Canada. It's Canada's 150th birthday. I know Matt will love it. And Saskatchewan, Ottawa, Ontario. Um, that actually reminds me, there was a question in a previous email that I did not answer about our logo. Did oh, someone yeah. Ask someone about the asked logo? about the logo. Um, the, Liz asked, I think. Yeah. Uh, the logo was designed by a woman I work with at BuzzFeed. I asked her to do it as a side project. Um, her name is Alice Mong Kong Light. Uh, that is M-O-N-G-K-O-N-G-L-L-I-T-E. And she is a wonderful illustrator and graphic designer. And she also has a website. If you, if you, I forget the her website off the top of my head, but if you Google her name, you can find her website and she does really cool stuff. And she designed her logo. Great. I feel like the logo does draw some people. Yeah, in. it does. It's, it's like, a really oh, cute logo. logo. Um, I like the one lady that thought we were raising ducks. Yeah, she started, that was one of my favorite breeding emails duck. of like all time. She was time. looking for an email on breeding ducks. I mean, for a podcast, I'm like... No, she she had done a search for eggs. Because she's raising ducks, yeah, right? Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, yeah, ducks and chickens or something. Yeah. Yeah, I loved that. And then, oh, no, she, I think she was raising chickens, uh-huh. but then she saw the duck. And it was like, oh, well, there must be raising yeah, ducks. Yeah, exactly. Let's hear how that's different from yeah. chickens. <laughs> Lo and behold. Um, all right, honey, what are your favorite songs? Uh... That's a great question. Um, I have a lot of like songs that are my favorites. I like I go through like phases with songs where I like play and listen to one over and over like a lot. Yeah. Um, songs I'm currently I, I, watching the Detectives by Elvis Costello. Oh, interesting! Is a big favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, the current favorite shins song right now is phantom limb Mm, classic uh my favorite beatles song is so hard to pick Uh, you know uh, my favorite beatles song to listen to and to play along with on the guitar is actually this boy how does that song go uh it goes uh it's this boy this boy oh okay. that yeah and uh also dig a pony both john mm-hmm. lennon compositions mm-hmm, mm-hmm. those are some of my favorite songs my favorite regina specter song is actually human of the year mm-hmm I had to go into my Spotify to be like reminded of what my favorite songs are. Uh-huh. Um, Fleetwood Mac, a lot of Fleetwood Mac songs yeah. I really enjoy, like or Stevie Nicks slash Fleetwood Mac songs, like Silver Spring. I think is just a beautiful song. Oh, and if I was at my funeral, it plays sitting on the dock of the bay, Otis mm. Redding. It's gonna make me cry. Or some Bill Withers. You had to bring up your funeral. Well, I mean, I put the fun in funeral. McDonough Funeral Home, Lowell, Massachusetts. God. Visit us. 
I used to work in a funeral home, people, for yeah, four years. He sure did. My best friends in the world um, run that funeral home. Go visit. Maybe I'll work a funeral while I'm home. Oh, maybe. I'm bringing a, I've got to I'll probably bring a suit, you right? You could do maybe a body disposal or something. Pick up. Body disposal? Not disposal. Uh, removal? <laughs> removal. Yeah, that's what I meant. A body disposal. I didn't mean disposal. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, sorry. Go ahead. Um, oh, I'm, I'm just looking at the songs I've been listening to lately on my songs list on Spotify that are like some of my all time favorites. Uh, this Bell and Sebastian song, I didn't see it coming. Really like. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I like Boy with the Arab Strap. I like Boy with the Arab Strap too. That's a, that's a very good song. Um, gosh. What's your favorite Fleetwood Mac song? I love Fleetwood Mac. Um, I really like Leather and Lace. Uh-huh. I guess that's a Stevie Nicks song. Yeah. Um, well, Silver Spring, like I said. Um, Landslide. Yeah. I like a ballad. I am not a huge Fleetwood Mac person. I know. That's okay. That's what makes us work together, you know? Yeah. Um... I don't know. I I have I have a I have a range of tastes. I got really into Brandy Carlisle for a minute. That's weird. Um, I really like the Cheryl Crow song "Strong Enough." <laughs> <laughs> I do. I've always loved that song. Uh, what can I say? That's funny. I, just, I did not expect that one. Uh, I like the Nina Simone song. I wish I knew no knew how it feel to be free. Uh huh. You know, it's just it's just a range of things. It's a lot. We have an eclectic mix of yeah. of uh, uh, alternative indie music. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna read another email. Yeah. Hi, Dory and Matt. Love your podcast. While I'm not going through IVF and probably never will, currently I plan on adopting if I decide to have children. I find this podcast very interesting. I would never know anything about IVF if I hadn't started listening out of pure curiosity. I heard Matt mention it on the Nerdist podcast. So thanks for sharing your story. Mm-hmm. My question is for Dory. Since this bonus episode is happening because of your book. Yes, I pre-ordered. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> I thought I'd ask a book related question. Do you have any ideas for future books? I'm go- looking forward to reading startup and I'm sure it'll be fantastic. Good luck on your science baby journey. I'm rooting for you guys. Stephanie crop. Um, the answer is yes. I have a couple of ideas for future books that I have like sort of started playing around with, but I have been so busy lately and have been so focused on right now getting the book out previously on IVF stuff. Like I, I feel like I haven't really had the brain space plus like working full time, uh, to really focus on my next book. Yeah. So hopefully something will calm down in the next few months and I can focus. That would be nice. I hope I hope that happens too. I would love it if you were able to focus. That would be really, really Amazing. Great. Do you have do you have do you want to tell anyone anything about your ideas? No. Okay. Well, I mean she likes them guys. <laughs> She's not oh, that waffling was a trick. on them. That was a trick. She said she doesn't want to tell you. Um, hello, team. This is the perfect length. 
Uh, I want to take advantage of a bonus a- episode by asking for some brief advice. I am yeah. a 20-year-old college student who is currently living at home and commuting 40 minutes to my classes. I've been exactly in that position. I drove into Brookline from Lowell every day. Oof. Over the years, I have withheld a lot of information about my life to my parents. I don't think we have a poor relationship, but we do lack in communication. Some of this information is based on fear of the unknowing and how they will, rela- will react. Example, uh, me changing my major, my sexuality, what to do with my life, etc. I feel like this is all too much to release at once, so it's weird uh, to bring up something so long ago. Also, I recently got the news that I'm behind in my classes and will not be graduating on time. Been there. Do I take advantage of this and add a minor? Whoa, curveball. That's that's not the way I thought you were going. (laughs) Me neither. Uh, I know this seems vague, but what do you think I should do? Sorry, none of it makes sense. I'm currently writing this at an event uh, where I've consumed three beers. This is very nice of you to take the time out of your event where you've consumed three beers to write this IVF podcast for advice on on your on your colleging. Uh, I pre-ordered startup a novel. Couldn't be more excited to have it uh, on the release date. Also, my birthday. Thank oh, you. Wishing birthday. you all the best. Happy birthday, indeed. That's from Sam. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A uh, lot to unpack here. He didn't specifically ask us First for of all, advice. Sam. Yeah. Oh. Which could be a woman. Yeah. Could be a boy. Yeah. Don't know. We don't know. But I will say this. Yes. Something I do know, Sam, is that you're 20 years old and you're drinking. I had the same thought. <laughs> <laughs> but I also was like, he might be in Canada. Okay. That's fine then. Yeah. Uh, we're putting our foot down. <laughs> we're going to be good parents. <laughs> <laughs> When you're in Canada or France, drink away. So you got behind your classes and you're not going to be graduating on time. Here's the problem. The only person who's gone through this is me. My wife, I'm sure, never got behind any classes. That's accurate. Okay. I also graduated on time. I could have graduated early, in fact. I have a secret. I didn't graduate. It's not a secret. I've said that many times. But... uh, and I didn't graduate because I fell below what was called an incremental completion rate. I was going to school too slowly because <laughs> I'd kept dropping classes. Mm. Uh, and I often regret not finishing. So I'm going to tell you, finish. Mm-hmm. That's my first advice to you. My second advice to you is, why do you need to take a minor for? No one cares what your minor is. It's a, it's a waste. Finish your major, have a fun semester where you have like a class and a half, and live your best life. You do you for that semester. Enjoy your three beers at events. You'll still see your friends, 
I mean, a lot of them graduating, but there'll still be people in classes. It's college. Everyone's in fucking all over the place. No one's no one's just a freshman in a class. It's all types, guys. That, my, that's my advice. That to was you. basically gonna be my advice too. What? Yeah. Oh, I, I was also gonna say we're like, good parents. At this point, like your your number one goal should be to graduate, mm-hmm. and if you start adding a minor, which it's like just gonna put, it's said, gonna move is, the goal line. Yeah, it's it's kind of pointless. Line. I had a minor; no one cares. Um, people ask you what your major is; they never say, "Well, what'd you minor in?" <laughs> like, really, no one cares. Yeah. Um, and if you like want to take a class in this field that you would potentially minor in, then just take that class. Don't don't give yourself the added pressure and stress of doing this minor that no yeah. one cares about. Don't shift the goal line. The goal line's in yeah. a place you can see it. You're yeah. not gonna get there when you thought you were gonna get there, yeah. but it's not moving. Yeah, exactly. So just just graduate. And as far as your relationship with your parents well, you know what he or she did not specifically ask for advice about that uh, they just kind of stated over the years it. i've held, held a lot of information f- about my life from my parents i don't think we have a poor relationship but we do lack communication some of this information is based on fear and since i know you've had three beers now i can actually read this email like mm. correctly mm-hmm. uh some of this information is based on the fear and not knowing how they're going to react I feel like this is all too much to release at once, so it would be weird bringing up something from so long ago. The something from so long ago, I assume, is your sexuality. Uh, you're not sure what to do with your life, but the changing of your major, very that's, that's the most recent thing. Tackle that. Yeah. Tackle what I think would be the least of... The least thing... The thing to be least fearful of, which would be that. And I think... See how they react to that. And, you know, eventually you're going to get to the place where you're all adults. Yep. So you're all going to be living your lives and you are you and they're going to love you either way. And if they react poorly, guess what? You, you can react just as poorly. (laughs) You don't have to fucking deal with that shit. (sighs) All right, Sam. Good luck. Hello, Matt, Dory, and Bo. I discovered the Nerdist podcast about a year ago and have since listened to all of them. Whoa. Jesus. During that Nerdist binge, I became a fan of Matt. Chris and Jonah too, but I'm definitely team Matt. Right hand. Yeah. Let's see. That's how it goes. <laughs> when Matt mentioned his new podcast with his wife, I had to listen. I've enjoyed listening to both of you. Your, your honesty and humor during a difficult process is refreshing. The question I have is for Matt related to the Nerdist podcast. Will that savage movie trailer ever happen? We wrote a trailer. We wrote a script. So Joe Manganiello, mm-hmm. good, good, good buddy. Very uh, handsome man. Yeah, he's a strapping young. He's hunk. a hunk. Um, Joe's a he's very. He's not so young. He's my age. You're young, honey. Mm. Joe is a great guy. He's a nerd. He's a fucking. He's a nerd in a chiseled man's body. Uh, so he loved he loved 80s wrestling. He does a great Macho Man Randy Savage impression. He did it on the podcast. And we talked about how we should just write a film, a trailer for the biopic for Macho Man Randy Savage called Savage. <laughs> and Jerry Duggan and I, Jerry Duggan, who writes all the, who wrote the Deadpool comics. He's writing um, Alpha Flight, uh, Hulk, uh, Chewbacca, so many titles for Marvel right now. He's uh, writing uh, those comics. Jerry and I shared an office at the Nerdist YouTube channel and we wrote that. We wrote it. We wrote the 
Savage trailer and it just never came about. Mostly because of the people in charge over at Nerdist. So that's that's the answer to that. Hmm. It would have been out three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> For I don't even know. A long time ago. 2012. Oh, wow. When was that? How many years ago? Five years ago? Five years ago. Holy shit. Would have been out five years ago. Uh, Dory, I've pre-ordered a book and cannot wait to Thank read you. it. Thank you both for all the sharing. My dog named Bo says hello to Aww. your dog named Bo. And he did the correct spellings of both. His Aww. is B-O and ours is B-A-U. Thank you. This was this is great. So I think we actually, we're at about an hour. Okay. We could probably do, I don't know. How many more emails do you want to do? Two or three. Sounds good to me. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Thank you for keeping us in the loop on your podcast and your update and IVF journey. We also thank you. I'm sorry. I'm clicking a pen and Dory hates it. We also thank you for reading our email on episode 23. Congratulations on your bonus episode by getting those 1,500 pre-orders for startup a novel. Well, we only got 1,000. This is the first bonus episode. This is the first bonus episode. We're very close to 1,500, though. We are. That could happen. It could happen by the time we're done with this. Yep. We love hearing about your stories and your weekly things in life that are not IVF related. So the wife and I would say, keep it going. Finally, someone has asked, answered the question I've been asking. (laughs) For the bonus episode, you said anything goes. So I'll put an IVF uh, cues first and then the oddball cues second. Okay. IVF related. Here we go. Since our first consulting appointment, we was less than stellar. My wife posted our experience uh, a bit in the reply on the Facebook group. Do you find it is a good idea, even if your appointment was great, to get a second or third opinion? Would you be willing to travel out of state or would you want to stay local, i.e. you two uh, are in L.A.? Would you go to Orange County or et cetera? Hmm. We got a second opinion within our own clinic. Yeah. Because there's multiple doctors there. Um, You know, the problem with IVF is if you get an opinion and you like that doctor's opinion more and that doctor seems to know what they're doing, and they're 40 miles away from you, you're tied to going 40 miles away from you. Mm -hmm. That's a logistics thing. In the long run, if it gets you a baby, uh, it's worth the fucking headache. But that's certainly something to think about. Yeah. In terms of like the specific question of would I go to Orange County, I think the answer is no. (laughs) It's a stressful situation in and of itself and stress and inducing traffic would not be yeah the thought of driving back and forth from orange county from our house first thing in the morning i mean we'd have to like the kind of makes me want to die the week that you'd be doing it we'd have have to to stay stay in a hotel yeah totally i mean there's some really nice hotels downtown downtown disney uh yeah also yeah we don't know where in orange county you're talking i mean it could be in like laguna beach yeah maybe maybe we'll we'll get some starwood points and stay at the saint regis (laughs) Maybe. You can stay one half a night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we we don't quite have that, that many Starwood points. Um, yeah, I mean, for, we are fortunate that we live in L.A. where there is a plethora. I wonder if there's actually the highest concentration of IVF clinics in Los Angeles. That's a good question. Than anywhere else. Because, like, nowhere else have I spoken to people where there are so many clinics? Yeah. Even also, New like, York. Imagine if we lived in Silver Lake and had to drive to Westwood. That uh, would be very annoying. But be crazy. I have a friend who lives in Atwater and she went to our clinic. 
Wow. Like you do it. Yeah. But it's still annoying. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Long run, second opinion, if it's not a great appointment, I think it doesn't hurt to go see someone else. Yeah, I agree. I think you should see someone else. If you're like, if you have this no, but his, nagging their, question. Their question was, even if you have a great first appointment, would you still seek a Oh, second if I had opinion? a great first appointment, no. If I had a, like, what I thought was going to be a great cycle and it went horribly awry, I might then yeah. think about a second It's never opinion. too late to get a second opinion. It's very true. Oddball related question. Oh, okay. I'm ready. From the Nerdist fans. How supportive have the fans been to you both? Uh, and would you want to have Jonah, who I, who I believe still doesn't want kids, right? That's correct. Or Chris, who wants kids. That's a recent thing. On your podcast in a mini interview to see how they supported you on this journey. Uh, the parenthetical, if they did, is a great uh, addition to that sentence, by the way. <laughs> um, you know, I how... You know, they, they're as supportive as they can be. They both ask about it. Yeah. Chris tweeted it pretty early on. Chris has been very supportive in that sense. He uh, is always asking how it's going. He, uh, you know, for a man as busy as he is to take time out of his day to think about how, uh, how our trying to have a child is going, I think is about, about as, as, as good as you can expect. And... If you listen to the most recent episode of the Nerdist podcast, like Matt mentioned in the beginning, like a good chunk of the podcast is devoted to talking about IVF, which was totally Chris. Like he, uh, he drives it. Yeah. He drove that. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jonah, it, Jonah's Jonah. Jonah's the best. I love him dearly. I, again, when I see him, he asked me about it. Um, but he's been, while we've been making trying to make a baby he's been making mystery science theater and uh season two of uh hidden, hidden america. america so yeah he's been busier than most yeah although i did get a text from him the other day that said i miss you oh isn't that sweet that's so we nice. miss each other uh matt should there be a new star trek movie not related to the kirk crew but to a new future crew no there should not be a movie related to a new future crew. I would see a movie that had characters. So, like, if you did, like, some sort of spinoff where, like, you know, Riker or LaForge was involved and it was some some other thing, but there were some characters I knew, then, yes, I would say go for it. But if there's, it's going to be a totally new starship and a new group of people, I don't know how much I can get into that for a 90-minute movie. Sure. But for a TV series like Star Trek Discovery, I'm very much looking forward to it. So no on the movie, yes on a series. Okay. Dory? Yes. If you weren't doing what you're doing now, what would be your ultimate dream job? Um, I think in an ideal world, I would be writing books full time. So not, you know, not super far off. Not super far off. Pretty close. From what I'm doing now. Yeah. You've just written a book. I have. It's not self-sustaining yet. No. But. Not at all. Maybe someday it will be. 
All right. Yeah, I don't know. Good answer. Thank you. Uh, thank you for putting out a very fun and informative podcast to the world of IVF, as well as interesting daily and weekly things in your personal life. The personal touch makes that more meaningful to us, well, uh-huh. at least my wife and I. See. There we go. Someone else answered the question I've been asking. Thank yeah. you. No, we, I, didn't I forward you? I forwarded you an email. But... Nothing but positive thoughts to you two and Bo. Cheers, Mark Hooch and Amy Harucci. Oh, yeah. Mark and Amy. I remember them. Marla Hooch. Hooch. That's from A League of Their Own. You when they're love announcing that movie. Marla Hooch. I love I watched it. I wore that VHS tape out. Wow. It's the best. It's like, come on, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis. Oh, God, it's great. Gina Penny Davis Marshall. was really. Penny like, Marshall's book, I bet. I wonder if she reads it. Mm-hmm. I tried to get you to read Penny Marshall's book, didn't I? I know. And you never read it. I think it's in my office. My mother was somewhere. nuts. Yeah, I know. I, I've been meaning to read it. Reminds me of uh, some other mothers we know. Oh, yeah? It's a hoot. Hmm. Uh, dear Dorian Mac, congratulations on the pre-order Bonanza. Thank you. <laughs> I have one statement and one question. Okay. One, I feel confident the pre-orders will have hit 1,000 much earlier if the following had been used to market Dory's book. Oh. Startup, a novel by Dory Shafrir. Edwin says it's good. <laughs> uh uh, this issue of sibling donation and surrogacy, this is part two, this issue of sibling donation and surrogacy has raised uh, a few items on your podcast. Years ago, my brother had broken up with his long-term girlfriend. He spent a lot of time with my children and knew that he wanted to have children of his own. He was distressed about the possibility that it might never happen. I told him that if he hadn't settled down with a new partner in a few years, I would carry a baby for him. Wow. Donor egg, obviously, is what she says. <laughs> my sister found out about this and got mad that i hadn't made the same offer to her as far as i was concerned she was she has her own womb and it would uh and until it was shown that she couldn't bear her own kids i had no intention of volunteering follow that logic that makes sense Mm -hmm. this is all by the by as they both married and have two children apiece but it's typical of how we can get wound up over a hypothetical speaking uh over hypothetical yeah totally speaking of was it wrong to only extend the offer to my brother? No. Your sister has a fucking womb. Why, why would it enter your head? Yeah. I think this is just a sibling rivalry thing. It, but it makes sense. Like, it's like that that kind of uh, sibling. Sib, sibling? That's sibling, sibling thing. <laughs> that kind of thing is, is exactly why we have siblings. Uh, love, love, love the podcast and hope everything goes well for the next transfer. That's from uh, uh, Liesl? Liesl? L-I-E-S-L. Liesl. Liesl in Melbourne, Australia. I feel like that is the kind of thing where it's like, that's actually about a deeper underlying issue. That your sister has. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Oh, 100%. We got through more of this than I thought we would, by the way. Well, yeah, because five pages of it were just a URL. We got through five more pages than I thought we would. Um, This is from John Carter. Not from Mars. It's from Josh Carter. Sorry, not John Carter from Mars. You know, I was just someone in the in the Facebook group for Who Weekly, which is a podcast I listen to. Yeah. Um, about like C and D list celebrities. Someone was asking, like, who are the celebrities that like really tried hard to make it who just like never did? Casper Van Dien, Sam Worthington, Josh Hartnett. And Taylor Kitsch was one of them. 
And not even on my radar was Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. See, like, well, he was in Friday Night Lights and he was in John Carter. Uh And he just like, he tried to be a movie star and he made really bad (coughs) movie decisions. Bad choices. Bad choices. It's too bad. He's very handsome. (laughs) Anyway, just made Uh, me think of that. Good. This is from Josh. Okay. Uh, First, let me say thanks uh, for sharing your journey with us. It's been really insightful to hear that you, what everything that you guys are going through in the process of making babies and maybe more importantly, how to approach our friends and families in similar journeys. Second, my question. My wife is pregnant with our second baby due May 9th. Clomid for the win, she says. Taurus. Uh, I've been getting some pressure from my coworkers to get an especially great push present as the Sunday following the due date is Mother's Day. Is a push present a widely accepted thing? I didn't get one for her for our first child, and I'm not sure what the guidelines are for this. Is it jewelry, gadgets, night in the town? I'm a little lost. Is any clarifications on the widespread nature of push presents or suggestions on what to get would be greatly appreciated? Okay, first of all, I think it's weird that your coworkers are pressuring you. That is weird. Like, well, I mean, maybe they're more like, oh, well, you got to get her something. It's going to be Mother's Day, right? The day after your due date yeah. or whatever that. That I get. Yeah. But to be like, you got to get her a push present. What if she has a C-section? Hi. Hi. I'm Matt Myra. Sometimes I say things. My wife goes, what is wrong with you? Why would you ever say that? I was just waiting for you to bust out with keeping it tight down there. Oh, no, no, no. I got okay. I got that out on the Nerdist. All right. Um, I, so, yes, I, I have heard of this push present phenomenon. I guess it's a thing that people do. Um, I think people often get their wives jewelry i don't know what a push present should be like you know how they say like a uh, what is a what is a wedding ring supposed to be a month's salary two months salary something like that de beers eh, that's a bullshit oh, corporate gym. but like oh like, that's like that's a that's a or like the fact that like a 25th anniversary is a silver anniversary you get yeah. something silver like those are established things in the culture right. this push present nonsense it's, I don't know what it is. Look, I think it's I think it's a nice gesture. You know what you should get her? Your push present to her should be whatever uh, brand new uh, PlayStation game she's going to enjoy will be. While she's laid up on the couch, she can really immerse herself in a world that isn't the baby. Um. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say a push present just should be something really thoughtful and meaningful from you to her and... I would say don't get hung up on the dollar amount. What if you got her like a year's it? supply of her favorite restaurant? Like a what? year's supply of chicken nuggets? Something like that. <laughs> I feel like it should be something like not perishable. Okay. Well, I'm know? not saying the year's supply of chicken nuggets would all come at once. No, no, no. I get it. but that's It wouldn't not, like arrive in a truck. That's not something that you can hold, like, hold on to. Well, it'd be like getting like five soothe massages. Right. Where you could disperse it however you want. Yeah. I mean, to me, I would love to get those massages. Um, But I also, I get the idea of giving like a a token of like, you just went through this. It's a lot. Here's Mm -hmm. a gift. But. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, uh, I also don't know what your financial situation is. What if it's your office? 
what if you're what if you're like what if you own the yankees or something <laughs> josh and i'm like then i'm like get her a porsche you know what i i think if you want to get her a push present that's a very lovely gesture if you don't don't i, I would get her maybe something for mother's day um oh shit we have to get going yeah i have to get going. get her like a get her like a pretty bracelet i can't believe it's it's almost six i know that's crazy yeah we gotta wrap this up we do have to wrap this up so, josh josh keep us posted keep us let us know what she got yeah you know maybe she hears this maybe she listens to this podcast and she drops you subtle hints that aren't so subtle yeah like wow look at this pretty bracelet what i just a, found on the internet boy i don't want to push any presents on you <laughs> but this would be good uh, guys this this wraps up our bonus episode yes thank you so much for pre-ordering the book start up a novel by dory shafrir it's a celebration of all things dory this week thank you for being my wife uh and for going through all this bullshit thanks honey You're that's welcome. so nice and uh thank you listeners for supporting us, our little family that yeah doesn't exist yet and who knows we might be we'll back at you family. with another bonus episode yeah. next week or but we'll be soon. we'll be back at you sunday anyway. we will be back at you sunday with, yeah. with, you with know, the regs with the regs on the regs all right okay have a fun few days bye everyone we'll see you again okay. bye.